A world in ruins and brothers betrayed. The vengeful spirit has finally left the orbit of Istvan III. Countless brother Astartes lay cold in the ground, betrayed by their own gene fathers. Whatever has possessed the minds of these four sons of the Emperor, we may never know. However, reports abound of a ship under fire jumping into the warp away from the fleet may yet be a herald of light in these darkest of times. Stay tuned, brothers. Radio Free Istvan will continue to broadcast updates on the movements of the traitor Warmaster. And remember, the Emperor protects. What's going on, Radio Free Istvan listeners? And welcome to episode 144 of Radio Free Istvan, a tabletop wargaming and miniature painting podcast. My name's Derek, and I'm joined by powerful Vince. Say what's going on, Vince. What's going on, Derek? Uh, lots been going on, man. It's been a, it's been a pretty, pretty hectic couple of weeks. Yeah, it feels like it's been like an hour. I mean, yeah, we we hung up. We you know spent an hour doing doing what you do, you know, and then uh, sat down to record and realized, fuck, it's been three weeks. Yeah, no, I didn't even change my underwear in that time. Uh, you and I both know you don't wear underwear. True, you caught me with my pants down. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. <laughs> But yeah, we've got a fun little episode prep for you guys. Uh, so we're going straight into kind of catching up on where we've been as far as hobby progress. A little bit of news and what's been going on. And then uh, we promised you all some talk about a uh, what we'd like to see from a hypothetical, theoretical, parenthetical, heresy second edition. That's and, right. Uh, we got some talking points pulled up that... Uh, I'm excited to go over. Are you excited? Because I'm excited. Yeah, and, and bottom line, because this is what Derek told me, uh, TLDR, uh, we, don't spoiler, spoiler that, we don't believe that there should be a 2.0. We just believe that certain things should change. But we'll get into that. But uh, Derek, as yeah. far as hobby progress goes, like, are you still on the Blood Bowl bandwagon? What, what uh, so... Uh, our local league has been kind of waylaid by uh, various uh, governmental orders to not do the thing. But, oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, as of right now in uh, my specific county and city, uh, yeah, local gatherings are uh, a big no-no. Yeah, they just... People they... other than your family is, like, punishable by up to a $1,000 fine and up to 180 days in jail. Yeah, they just pulled that in uh, Fort Lauderdale here. It was like two it was like three days ago they well three days ago it was an order for all of South Florida and then the rest of the Florida got jelly. So <laughs> the governor was like, All right, everybody in Florida, lockdown. And apparently it's because uh so originally like COVID nineteen in South Florida, like that was like the the hotbed. Because everywhere else it was it was sorta of all right. But in South Florida, it's like killing people on the cyclic rate. And um, then, like, people from Mardi Gras started coming back from Mardi Gras from oh, no. into the panhandle to go back to Florida. And then in North Florida, it just, like, got all crazy. And the governor was literally, like, telling Louisiana, like, we are shutting off our border to you. You're not coming in here. So even if you live in Florida, but you're in Louisiana right now, Florida will not allow you to come into the state. It's oh, crazy. man. Yeah. That's pretty harsh. Yeah, I know. I didn't realize it was getting that uh, that that spicy over there. No, it's it's pretty spicy. 
pretty, pretty spicy. Oof. Yeah, he yeah, just so, the... so with all this, so, so obviously we, let's just get it out of the way now. I mean, we can't play and we can't gather, but uh, what about your hop, like your hobby progress towards it? Like you've been painting more global models? What we got? So up until a few days ago, uh, I've had this pretty bad cough from like seasonal allergies and uh, I've been pretty, pretty concerned about that. But uh, no, it's Jesus Christ. Of... You never should have said that on air because now that, <laughs> that boys are going to come after us. We're going to uh, get fucking <laughs> like we're both going to get fucking swatted in about oh, the CDC is about to, about to knock on my door. Where the fuck's your 3M mask, motherfucker? <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. I've, I've got I've got uh, extra pop filters on my microphone. You guys are going to be all right. <laughs> but uh, if you have listened to any of our past three episodes, you may want to go get yourself tested. But uh, no, that's just uh, for the first few days, it was kind of kind of annoying. But after that, it's just been when I open my mouth to talk, it's just my lungs explode into a coughing fit. Kind of like how it was a few years ago. Some of you might remember uh, the Ryan would never stop giving me shit for just being sick and dying. But uh, yeah, so it's kind of hard to hold a brush. I've mostly been going through and like organizing my stuff, trying to uh, Work on some non-hobby projects that I've been putting off as far as, you know, cleaning stuff up, getting stuff sorted out. Like, uh, you know, just kind of taking inventory of stuff and uh, kind of getting ready to go and finish up the uh, the Warbringer project and then finish up some details on my Wood Elf team. I'm pretty happy with the, how they're coming out, though. I, I got some pretty smooth coats in with my airbrush. There you go. Uh, kind of pre- pretty happy with the uh, the palette I've got on some of my test models. And yeah, looking forward to taking some of this time doing that, work on my printer, get my 3D printer back up into a uh, serviceable condition, and uh, just start jamming out some cool shit. There you go. That's what I'm talking about. What about you, man? What have you been working on? I see you've been posting up some progress of your uh, Dark Angels. Oh, yeah. So, originally, it was it was like a post a week. Um, in the last two weeks, it, it had to be two weeks because those... I was really taking my time with those interrupters because I never did uh, OSL Glow before, especially like, well, doing OSL Glow using an airbrush. So I took my time. Um, so that's why there was a, a lapse in posts from oh, like two weeks. Uh, but I've got those done. I was really happy with it. Uh, I was a little bit oh, yeah. mad about like the white. The white, for some reason, was giving me some fucking issues. And shout out yeah. to Miles. OSL is always like, so What's intimidating. OSL is always just so intimidating to do because it's like, how much is enough? How much is too much? Well, I fi- I figured it out. Like, if you, if you, like, all you have to do is just like thin it. Like, like, sh- like I said, shout out to Miles David of Little Legend Studio. I'm a, I'm a patron of his. I pay the fifteen dollars a month option, and it gives you access to all of his PDFs and his oh, videos yeah. that he posts on there. Um, and I'm sorry to Henry Steele because I know like Henry Steele is a great friend of RFI. Um, so I, I, but many moons ago, I told Henry Steele, I was like, I can only give one British man my money <laughs> to teach me how to paint. So I'm sorry, but I love you, Henry. And when this COVID-19 shit goes away and because AJ and Bot GT canceled their event, sad news, um, I'm going to, um, like be a man of my word, and hopefully, if you got a uh, if you got a class going on in the UK at some point when this is all over, I would love to come out and 
you give me the UK royal treatment. So, oh, yeah. but yeah. So other than that, um, I dig the grenade launcher. Yeah. So I was really happy about that. So the inspiration I got from that was um, one of my 40k projects is my Death Corps of Krieg army. I have like I have like six thousand points of Death Corps of Krieg. Oh, um, sweet. Yeah, and I've only got about fuck like. I think it's only like about 50 dudes put together some of the special characters and shit like that. And I have a tank commander built. Um, but I, when I was doing my research on, on them, I put the, like to this day, I still think they have one, like the coolest fucking model in all of the Forge world and like games workshop line, which is like the two, like, the the flamethrower with the dude just holding the gas canister in the back. Oh yeah. <laughs> like, oh yeah. It's like I got you, brother. <laughs> you fucking just—I'll give you the juice, bud. You give me the squeeze. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like that—that's a bro right there. Yeah. So so I saw a picture of that model online, and somebody did this badass OSL glow where it was orange, like I did with my missile launchers, to like be a reflection of the flamethrower. So I just copied that, and it came out really good. I was really, really happy with it. Overall, like I said, I think my, 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 I, I definitely learned a lot. I definitely have a lot better to get at when it comes to OSL Glow. But uh, I'm, I'm pretty happy with my first time doing it, and I'm just happy I didn't – like it was, it's not bad enough for me to have to just like go in and just scrap it and start new. Like I'm just I'm, – I'm content with the models, and yeah, I'm pretty happy oh, yeah. But now that the Bocce D events, uh, you know, shit the can because of COVID-19. Um, Force them out for the homies. It, now I'm just going to just post a week about the Dark Angels and to get pumped about the new release that will be coming that we'll talk about after Hobby Progress. Oh, that won't be the only thing. Yeah. So it'll be like uh, basically RFI's Road to Thromus. Thromus Crusade. Yeah. So yeah. I'll, I'll be posting every week. And now I'm not just locked into Dark Angel units that I ha- that was planning on using for um, the Bot GT event. So now I could just like pick whatever Dark Angel units I want to paint now. Which basically, honestly, it was like the all the models I was going to paint. <laughs> I do want to paint. Like, the, like right now, tomorrow, I'll start on my... Uh, my inner circle knights, Sanubium. So I'll, oh, uh, I got ten of those bad boys. I'm excited I got, to see those guys. Yeah, I got five. I got five with the Tyrannic Greatsword, and then I got five with Thunderhammers. Except uh, for the Thunderhammers, I'm using the uh, the Deathwing Maces of Absolution from the 40k line. So I'm not familiar with those. I'm gonna go check that out. Um, let me turn my camera on, and I will grab one and I'll show you. Ooh, what we got, what we got, what we got. Oh, that is pretty pimp. I'm not going to I dig it. Yeah, man, that's exciting. That's dope. Yeah, so uh, I'll be pumping out those bad boys. And then uh, after that, like, honestly, after those guys, that completed... 
that completed my um, my Chondak slash Centurion list for the event, and then I was gonna get started on my Ravenwing, and then it's all just jet bikes with heavy bolters with molecular acid shells. Mm. So, mm. 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 But yeah, but that's a uh, other than that, like uh, just like you, uh, for I, like I wanted to get my my printer. Um, just get all get the dust off of it. See, fire this bad boy up. See if it still works. So it does. And I bought some bought some upgrades for it. I'm getting really tired of like the the belt tension getting loose. So I went on eBay and I actually bought like metal X and Y axis belt tensioners that have screw knobs on them. So you could actually no shit just tension the belt. There you go. It makes it easier. So I did that. And then I got the glass bed for it. And um, I was signed up for this art show at a uh, at a bar that I go to down here, um, but who knows if that's happening? But in preparation for that, I was going to be the artist that brings like a whole bunch of three D printed like pop culture nerd shit and painted it. And one of the projects I'm working on is like a life size replica of like the BD one uh, droid from Star Wars: uh, oh, Fallen Order Jedi. So, like, I got the head printed. Uh, the only thing left on the head is the visor. So I was going to print that this weekend and then get started on the, the legs. Because I printed, I printed the head, the neck, and the, the torso. So now I just need to print the legs and a couple little pieces here and there. And then I was talking with Jamie how to, like, throw some LEDs in there to make it look cool. Just to zazz it up a little bit? Yeah, and then I was also I was also looking at like an Arduino board, learning oh, how to get like fancy just, with it. Yeah, you know, just pro. Like, I, like I was like, well, Wait, if I'm gonna go not, this far, and take it, my- why not just make him a whole droid? Just ma- just make him a robot. Yeah, I know, right? Like <laughs> that's how these projects end up for me. Like I think of a little thing like LED lights, and then I'm like, well, that yeah, if I'm gonna include lights and take the time, I might as well just uh, learn how to grab like an Arduino board and like code a little, you know, little droid noises. <laughs> and then next thing you know, it's going to be like, okay, well, how do I include, like, you know, uh, mechanical actuators so he can move? Yeah, maybe I know how that goes. Yeah, a little electric engine in there. Who knows? Maybe maybe put little electric motors in the feet and put little wheels in the feet so it could just, like, zoom around, you know? Yeah, it's just, why not? It'd be crazy not to. Yeah, you know, the world's, the world's my oyster at this point. Yeah. No, uh, one, of the, one of the guys who runs a local shop before all this mess had been going on, uh, after my little stint with the Warbringer at their mega battle, he'd picked one up. And he's like, you know, if I'm going to have this crazy big thing, why not make it like baller as shit? And he's a programmer, so he's looking into uh, kind of all the all the bells and whistles you can put on it. And uh, it's come along pretty great, and I can't wait to uh, get to where I can talk about that a little more. I remember, I remember at camp, I was joking around with Henry Steele, and I was like, you guys don't want Jamie to teach his LED class because that puts your paint class with your OSL glow effects out of business. <laughs> yeah, I mean, these snooty British people are like, oh, <laughs> you need to paint your light on. And Jamie's like, fuck that. I'm going to use common sense. I'm going to put a real fucking light in there. Can't get much it. more realistic than that, boys. Yeah. <laughs> you got Vincent Van Gogh over here with <laughs> gas light. I got a real light bulb in here. Thomas Edison, suck my dick. What would Tim the Toolman Taylor do? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> More importantly, what would Al Borland do? 
Yeah, he he was he was the real the the real expertise. <laughs> he was the savior of that. <laughs> Literally, the savior. He, he was the Obi Wan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, I dig it. That's gonna come out so dope. Hell yeah, man! Life's a garden. You just got dig it, brother. Yeah, that, that's one thing I'm looking forward to is kind of seeing what comes out of everybody being like forced to catch up on their hobby. Yeah, I mean it's well. I've been going to work, so, like, I'm not lucky as everybody else. Like, I was listening to the new episode of uh, I Have Horus today for the last couple of days because they put out, like, a fucking eight-hour episode. Yeah, they split like, it up on the Google Play, the route episode. Yeah. I was like, goddamn, boys. <laughs> Shit, this Save is some be- pussy for the rest of us. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Calm the fuck down. But, like, they were talking about how, like, they, like Michael... He set a goal for himself at like a 2K army, like 2K points. Mm-hmm. And Tim was like, Really? That's like that low? And it's like, that's, <laughs> like, that's how much I can paint, man. Like, you know, like take my time. Like, honestly, like that would probably be like, I wouldn't even go as far as for me if it was me and I had the quarantine time off, which I don't. But if I did have the quarantine time off, I would, I would go with that. Even, probably even like, even less than that, like 1750. Yeah. Because, like, I constantly find myself, like, with every single one of these Dark Angel units I finish, I, I take the pictures, I post them, I say they're done, and then the very next day I pick one up as I'm going off to work, drinking my cup of coffee, I'm like, ah, shit, I, I forgot this. And then, like, I go back and, like, do, like, oh, yeah. to it and shit like that, and it's like, fuck my OCD, man. Like, yeah, man, the, the hardest part is calling it done. Like, why can't I just be fucking... I should have just fucking, I should have never gotten to heresy. <laughs> like, just rattle can some paint and then just, you know. Hit him with the finger paint. Hey, this dreadnought's a fucking Stormbird Thunder Gunship. Just this... hold out until you get a, a color 3D printer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so that that's that was a long-winded hobby progress for myself. Um, I mean, you gotta you gotta make up for me over here slacking, being sick and shit. But yeah, I'm I'm more excited for you to like start pumping out some more Night Lords, man. I want to see the Night Lords come. What, but that should be our thing, man. Like, why are we not talking about this? Like, literally, the promise <laughs> is the Dark Angels versus the Night Lords. Like, why are we not having like a weekly thing where like I put out a Dark Angels unit, you pump out a new Night Lords unit. And then everybody says, like, which one's better? And then we figure out who wins the fucking Thromus Crusade just by hobbying alone. You know what I mean? I don't know if I can compete in that. I think you, you got me down handily. Well, yeah, that's because you won't fucking listen to me. I told you that you should go for a glossy look, like like a glossy, shiny look on your Night Lords. And you're like, no, I like the matte look. Yeah, I need to go back and redo the finish. Because, I mean, I think I might settle on, like, a like a satin, you know? Like a, like a nice, like... Nice in between. And that, yeah, yeah just, you know? You know, everybody sees what they want to see. It's kind of like, well, yeah, I completely forgot. I need to redo my, uh, my air support on those guys. Fuck. <laughs> uh, the list keeps getting bigger. Back to the drawing board. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, man, I guess that's hobby progress. So, uh, we're going on to some, uh, some news. Yeah. News? So, uh, um, sad, sad you, news. You know what? You let the, you, you let the good folks know the bad news. I'm going to grab beer real quick. All right. So, unfortunately, as I'm sure many of you are aware, uh, Adepticon has unfortunately been called off due to uh, uh, bad weather 
slash global pandemic. And uh, yeah, we're all kind of feeling the effects of that. That was supposed to be, as of this recording, that was supposed to be last weekend. Uh, thankfully, we did still get the the Warhammer preview. They posted that up on their website. And they, they have been talking on Warhammer community about whatever cool stuff they were going to do for people who were signed up for that. that they were going to still try to follow through with that. I know the Adepticon staff is working hard to kind of make sure all the cool stuff people were kind of signed up to get. I mean, we're still kind of, I'm, I know I haven't followed up with it too much because I really wasn't slated to go to Adepticon for other reasons. Uh, I know, uh, like Vincent said, he was getting gearing up for the bot GTs. Yep. 52nd inaugural big D. Yep, event. It was the 12th annual, the big D event. And I was, I had got my ticket. I had my airfare. Um, thank God with the airfare, uh, I was able to get my money back. So that's cool. That's good uh, sh- shout out. And, and I, just, I knew I would have, I, I knew I should have known I would have gotten my money back because I learned that like, you can't go wrong if you fly with American airlines. Like they're the best hands down. Don't waste your money on spirit because I realized like two years ago, they give you this like really dirt cheap ticket, but then when you go to the airport to check in, they're like, "Oh, you're spending thirty dollars for this, so you need to spend twenty five dollars for your left ass cheek and twenty five dollars for your right ass cheek." Ooh, they get you on the back end. Check in tax. So, mm. just go with American Airlines. American Airlines, Delta, and JetBlue are like the top three best. So, yeah. But anyway, I got my money back. I was pretty pumped about that. That's good. Um and. I had I had time off at work, so I got all that time back. That was like a, that was like eight days of paid vacation, so I got that all back. So that's pretty cool. So that's why, uh, like I said earlier, like I'm hoping Henry Steele will have a course when all this shit's done. And <laughs> when over. the UK finally starts letting us filthy yanks in. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah, and uh, I'll go over there and I'll take a uh, I guess to re to to revamp me to refresh my. Painting skills will take another up to do a paint course with Henry Steele. And I'm looking, That's I want like the, the most royal British treatment ever because <laughs> I've Team been a couple of times, but only like me getting around by myself. I would actually like that, like really experience it with it with an Islander. Yeah. But yeah. Um, so yeah, that's the bot GT event being canceled. Those guys are awesome. Um, it sucks. I was gonna like, I was dying to meet AJ again, dying to meet John again, dying to meet Tay again, just all hang out. Like Maddie Virgin, he ended up being like one of my new best friends because he's just fucking dope. Um, oh, yeah. Kurt was gonna come up too, so me and Kurt were gonna hang out again, and it was always gonna be. God, I miss Kurt. What's up? I miss Kurt. I miss you, Kurt. He's a fucking best. Um, <laughs> But yeah, like we had we had such a blast last time. Even though I was locked away in AJ's little otter den for thirty six hours straight, <laughs> He's being kept alive away. by like prescribed amphetamines. <laughs> oh no! Yeah. yeah, I will say one of the more interesting things to come out of this was the uh, Adepticant Facebook group. So uh, I, I'm sure they managed to circulate that around the circles of people who were going to adepticon but uh there's a lot of interesting like a lot of the vendors like are still doing promo promos and promo codes for what they would have done for adepticon which some of them might still be going on i haven't really checked through their uh digital vendor hall 
But one of the one of the things that they had plugged, which I thought was pretty interesting, was a newer convention that uh, a few of them were going to try to start called uh, PatmoCon, which is uh, it's an acronym: Paint All the Minis Online Convention. Huh. And that's going on in in April. Let me see if I can get that pulled up again. PatmoCon. Yeah, there we go. Which uh, is not sponsored. Totally could be sponsored, but uh, it's something I thought was interesting. I might check out. But, but uh, if you find yourself stuck at home, kind of going a little stir crazy, uh, you might give them give them a check them out at paintallthemini's.com. Uh, it's going to be going on the eleventh through thirteenth of April of this year. Uh, it's an on completely online convention. But yeah, I was thinking about checking that out. There you go. So it's funny that you mentioned that because uh, the did I did I tell you about when we were at camp how I got kicked out like I like I got banned from a gaming store down here. Oh, you mentioned it. Yeah. Well, uh, so they they still like every once in a while they will post in like the South Florida gaming groups that I belong to, even though there's nothing going on in these gaming groups, like to be honest, like 40, both 40 K and heresy just suck ass down here. Like yeah, it sucks, man. Complete ass. <clears throat> and, um, so the store that I got banned at, they, they, they posted in one of the groups saying like, Oh, quarantine got you in the blues. Have we're hosting our own, fucking online painting competition and it'll be you pay me five dollars and the winner will be voted on and you'll get store credit and i like (laughs) i literally just commented and i was like okay so you want me to pay five dollars of real money to you and you give me an undisclosed amount of fake money that I have to use at, at your store <laughs> when we're on a quarantine and we're not supposed to go the fuck anywhere. Yeah, good, good job on that one, you fucking idiot. You know what I mean? Like, and then like they, 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 they corrected it, and then I saw it, and I was like, well, they corrected it and they made it a little bit better. Um, so I decided to stick away from that. But yeah, that that store is a scumbag. He, he a little confused, but his heart's in the right place. Yeah. That store is a scumbag, and the, and the players in that shop. Well, I'd say some of them. They're they're scummy as fuck. Yeah, man, that that sucks. Yeah, I'm very. Yeah, I'm we got a good group down here. Very, very, very vindictive. Even though it's been like two years <laughs> since it happened. It's like, it's like um, gamer politics, man. I don't know what to tell you. It's like there, there's nothing worse in the world, like when you're told like you're kicked out of a shop. And you can't legally. There's nothing you can do. There, there is literally nothing you can do. It's like okay, uh, you win forever because there's nothing <laughs> I can do. <laughs> Start my own shop with blackjack and hookers. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, but yeah, but uh, yeah, but yeah that, that's that's that, all the, that's... the cancellations. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm sure there's there's many more, especially on the local scale. But uh, I'm sure you're aware that you don't need us to tell you about it. Yeah. But uh, I mean, like I said, there is some some good coming out of this. It's not all bad, thankfully. Yeah. 
but uh, we'll we'll come out of this. We just got to make sure we uh, we work together and uh, we do what we can to not make things worse. I know some people out there are taking this opportunity to uh, get their rocks off by being shitty people and like coughing on produce and on people. And uh, yeah, people are getting legitimately arrested for that shit and I, charged with public terrorism. Yeah, fuck those people. Like, yeah, seriously, uh, everybody out there, like, you can't have the mindset of, I'm just going to do whatever the fuck I want because I'm not going to get it. No. Have the fucking mindset like you already have it and you don't want to give it to other people. That's what the type of fucking mindset you need to have. So stay yeah, the fuck the, home, listen to these doctors. You're not a fucking doctor. Shit. I'm, I'm absolutely 100% glad that they didn't, they fucking canceled Adepticon. Because 85% of those motherfuckers can't even put on deodorant, let alone, I would know what the, like, they would probably create a fucking super version of the coronavirus that we probably couldn't even combat if they fucking created, kept Adepticon going. It's, a, it, it's always somebody who's, like, way too into Nurgle. Oh. It's like, we don't, don't need, we don't need the actual Nurgle's rod around here, man. Come on. Yeah. Take a shower. Stay the fuck home. Just wash your ass, man. Just just take this time to reflect on your personal hygiene, if you are that person. Yeah. But yeah, so uh, we do have a, a few more things in news to talk about. We got uh, a couple of releases. Oh, yeah. You, know, you, you might have heard about them. Uh, they snuck in the old, <laughs> old Arquiter Bombard cannon. The old, yeah, the Morbus the Heavy Morbus. Bombard. Mm, they, they just... Tease that one in there. Uh, some people were kind of aware of it, but uh, Vince, you missed it. <laughs> <laughs> it. You're not you're not missing a whole lot here. So, uh, it's pretty much they haven't changed any of the other guns on the bombard. They haven't adjusted the points. So for the same chassis, the same points, instead of the graviton or the spicula, you can have the Morbus heavy bombard. <laughs> oh, excuse me. And what that what that buys you is you get two different firing modes. You have the explosive shells, which are going to be a 24-inch range, strength 10, AP2, ordnance 1, barrage, large blast. Or you can use the carcass shells, which is a 24-inch range, strength 2, AP4, ordnance 1, barrage, large blast that has flesh bane, ignores cover, and pinning. So a lot of people were looking at this, and uh, the main thing I hear coming out of that is the question why. Like, what is this? Why would I take it? What's what's the whole de- deal here? That just kind of sounds like a, a vindicator. Like, what, what, what we got here? What are we doing? What are we doing? Like, I don't like. I don't understand. So the carcass shells. Yeah. Flush bane, cool. Yep. Right. Mm-hmm. I'll even say AP four. All right, cool. That's um, neat. But why would you have it barrage and then ignore cover? Because, like, Barrage ignores cover from the point of impact. So it's like... Well, if you're in, like, some area terrain, grants you a cover save, regardless of whether or not you're obscured, as, as long as you're in it. So, I mean, I I guess, like, it's a cool thing to have tacked on, just in case some weird situations where you would get cover, for, cover from it, you don't. Uh. But other than that, at strength 10, there's not a whole lot you're going to be using that Fleshbane against. Like, you're going to be... Wounding on twos, most things. Like, I guess if you got, like, a big old strength eight, you know, Mechanicum robot, if that exists, I don't know anything about Mechanicum. Don't at me. (laughs) 
I'll I'll get around to learning it one of these one of these months. Yeah, and then like the the even the explosive shells. I guess the only benefit of the explosive shells versus demolisher cannon is that you get barrage. Because I know for a fact that the demolisher cannon does not give you barrage. Right. Well, of the guns, that's that, that's the difference with the guns. But I've actually broken down the difference between this thing and the vindicator with the demolisher. So, like last the last time you'd done that breakdown of the uh, difference between the interrupters. Am I getting that right? Yep. With the 100%. the Legion support squad. So I've kind of done a similar thing here with the uh, the Arquiter versus the Vindicator as far as the 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 mortar and the heavy cannons on it. So this one comes in at 20 points more than the Vindicator. It's got a it's 12 12 10 instead of 13 11 10. It's got an extra hull point on it and it does have barrage. It also gets the sponsons which you can either leave stock at the heavy bolters and try to tank tank some uh weapon destroyed results uh as far as the fact that it's heavy i know last time we were talking about this thing i was kind of bringing up you know it's heavy so it can still move and shoot it moves yeah. it's kind of just standing still well you can't shoot ordnance if you move unless you're a vehicle if you're a vehicle you can shoot it just fine if you move six inches yeah so because they, they put that in the fact yeah uh, yeah so both this and the Vindicator can move six inches and shoot everything. It's just this has more weapons than a Vindicator. But and the Vindicator think... has the option to move more than six inches. It can go cruising speed. It can go flat out, whereas the Bombard cannot. Heavy only holds it back. Yeah, and I, and I think, um, correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure the Vindicator, you also have access to uh, either it has it or you can buy it, the power of the machine spirit. Uh. I didn't see that when I was looking at it. Really? I could have sworn that was like one of the benefits. I mean, I might have missed it. I mean, it wouldn't be the first thing. But let me go over here, flip through to my heavy support tab. Predator, Land Raider, Fire Raptor, Land Raider, Artillery Tank. Vindicator, no, Vindicator can totally take Power of the Machine Spirit for 25 points. Hell yeah. So yeah, just for five points more than this thing, you could have a Machine Spirit Vindicator. But the Arquiter does include the Auxiliary Drive, whereas the Vindicator, you got to pay for it. And one other small but important to, like, one guy, if you take three Arquiter Bombards in a squadron... You've got three of them. You know, that's, that's what you got. If you take three Vindicators in a squadron, you can upgrade one of them to a command tank. And what that does for you is... I wasn't too used to squadrons of vehicles personally. Just crack open my book here. Go to my special rules. Because I was actually looking at the uh, command tank upgrade. And it's actually pretty substantial. I mean, it gives you... So while the squadron command tank is up, all the tanks gain the following benefits while they're in coherency. They ignore crew shaken on a result of four up. And when they shoot at a single target within 24 inches, the squadron gets tank hunters and monster hunter. Yeah, it's pretty dope. So if, if you are running a squadron of three heavy tanks, just having that option on the Vindicators is pretty sweet. 
Like what? The, whatever you hit with it is gonna feel it. But aside from that, they're pretty identical. If you, I mean, the bombard's a little bigger than the Vindicator. If you want to go even like bigger than that on the gun, you could upgrade it to like a Medusa, and just have like extra range. But I mean, aside from that, they're pretty dang close. Yeah, that's what I said. Overall, like this. Overall, the the, the Legion Arquiter Bombard. If I one, I would. I'm not gonna ever take it. Like I would. Like the only thing I can imagine this being is like if it protects a gun line from deep strike, and even even if you used it in that sense. I would I would always go with the spicula missiles. Yeah. Because it's... you have that option of picking either a five inch or seven inch and it strikes seven AP three. Like I'm completely content with that. And it targets a point, not a unit. Yeah, exactly. Like that uh, I think the only other model that does that's what, the the Warlord? Maybe the Warbringer. Like you just don't see that option in uh heresy. Yeah, and you get an automatic five hits. It's like, it's fucking awesome. Yeah, like this thing's dope, but it's not like super dope, you know? Yeah, this is just a very niche, niche little model. It's hard to justify the Graviton and the Morbus. Yeah, this is like a rule of cool model. Like, unless this thing is going to have like some dope ass like vortex cannon option for the dark angels that we just don't know about yet because like you talk like in all the dark angels novels they talk about like the dark angels having vortex weapons which basically like you like they shoot a shell and then it rips a hole into reality and it just sucks some dude into the immaterium and then it closes right back up and i just picture like a shell with like a poor psyker like shoved in it (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> like some fledgling psyker like instead of being like it's like oh thank like you Emperor. i'm not <laughs> in aladdin just pops out <laughs> it's like it's like well good news i'm not going to the astronomicon what's a what's a what's a arquiter and then <laughs> dude finds himself hooked up inside a massive mortar shell oh man <laughs> it's a living yeah yeah but that's 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 it about this little guy. Yeah, I mean, I thought it was pretty fitting that this they they dropped it like a couple days after we had talked about the other options. Yeah, as we had predicted. As it is written. <laughs> so speaking of predictions, you want to talk about the other release that they uh, were showing oh, off? Hell yeah! Like as you all know, I fucking blew my load last Saturday, yeah. and as soon as. As soon as I saw that fucking video live, I screenshotted that shit and I posted it. The motherfucking lion. The greatest Primark in all of the 20 Primarks. Greatest looking Primark. What's up? Greatest looking Primark, definitely. No, he's the greatest Primark ever. (laughs) There's only two Primarks that Roberto Gilliman said that were above him, where he considered everybody else his equal. But the only two that were above him were Lionel Johnson and Horace. And we all know what happened to that guy. Spoiler, he's dead. 
and Lionel Johnson is alive. So there you go. Ipso facto, Lionel Johnson is the greatest Primark ever in existence. But yeah. Uh, they Then they further released, like, he's going to have a helmeted version. Vice the... Uh, the... I, I like helmeted options. I just like options. Options are great. So normally with any other Primark, I would go with, like, no helmet. But because it's the lion and he is all about like doing what's right in a combat situation. Like even Lionel Johnson would wear a fucking helmet. Like he's just that smart. Like he's not an idiot. (laughs) That's how he ended up beating up fucking Lehman Russ. Lehman Russ stopped (laughs) in the middle of the fight, chuckled. The lion wasn't done fighting, but Lehman Russ thought he was done fighting. Instead of getting that one last hit. Yep, and he just socked them right in the mouth. The old sucker punch. So he would definitely be the Primark to just be like looking at, he would look at Dorn like sitting on top of his castle wall and being like, you fucking idiot. There's artillery shells landing all around you in your stupid castle wall. Why don't you have a helmet on? And Dorn's all like, I have fortified my position. I don't need a helmet. You know what I mean? Like, I'm going to go with helmeted option on this one. I mean, I'd believe that his face is tougher than Ceramite. I don't. Well, agree to disagree. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, that's... I don't really have much evidence. I'm not hearing much evidence, so I guess we're just going to be... This, this is where we're at, though. This is where the, the podcast is over. Until I pass across even, again. We're not even arguing over the best problem. We're just arguing about him wearing his fucking helmet. Yeah, I know. Which sucks, because his face looks phenomenal, too. Like, Yeah, it does. They they pulled it off... They pulled off the... Uh, they. I guess they went with the, um, the cover of Angels of Caliban for, like, his looks... I just don't get why he gets a beard and Russ couldn't get a beard. I'm yeah, it's, it's because Russ didn't have to go through puberty yet. Yeah, what's your opinion? <laughs> <laughs> All I gotta say is just like, you know what? I'm just gonna get it out of there right now. Like, fuck Lehman Russ. <laughs> and fuck the Space Wolves. They're like such a scummy fucking chat legion. I mean... It's no secret that Lehman Russ is a great Primark if you're a Space Wolf. But if you're not a Space Wolf, he doesn't really give a shit about you. Like, they're just fucking disrespectful to everybody. It's part of their charm. Yeah, they can go fuck themselves. Like, like, like even, even like people like allied with them, it's like, hey, why didn't y'all tell me that I could just have done this all along? Like, because you didn't ask? Like, you know, just... <laughs> the edict of Nakia alone. Oh, brother Odin, <laughs> we don't practice magic. We get our powers from the lake of Viad. And it's like, go fuck yourself, you fucking simple idiot. How is it that everybody else in the fucking galaxy uses the Immaterium and Psychers and the Librarians? They all use the power of the warp. And your one little fucking minuscule dumbass planet doesn't. You don't think there's no no way that your magic powers could 
match everybody else's fucking magic powers in the fucking galaxy and come from the same place? No, they checked. Yeah, I know, right? They, they looked. They, they found out. No, it turns out it doesn't. Turns out it's a completely <laughs> different thing. Who knew? Ugh. Fucking space wolves. <laughs> Such pieces of shit. I like how you can't talk about Dark Angels without talking about how shit the, the space wolves are. Well, it's yeah, just, I mean... It's know. just you can't... You can't, <laughs> you can't talk about the Dark Angels without talking about space wolves. Stupid. Fucking stupid. Because <laughs> it looks like I'm a Thousand Suns player, too. So, like, the whole thing about Prospero... <laughs> Like, they go fuck themselves. (laughs) God damn it. Yeah. But anyway, the lion came out, and that's fucking awesome. Hell yeah. I mean, he just looks so dope. I can't even even pretend he doesn't. Fuck, this whole range, the whole Dark Angels range is like... Oh, yeah. I got bananas, and y'all, like... I got bananas and I got upside down bolters. Why? Why y'all got to be like this? Boys yeah, it's pretty fucked up. <laughs> you got upside down bolters with a like a front sight on the bottom. We got the <laughs> we got the Chiquita Terminators. Like, come on, man. Yeah, you guys literally got the worst Terminator models. Yeah, it's fine. I'm used to converting up. Regular Space Marine shit and Space Wolf shit. So see that that's what bring that's what makes me happy is that the Space Wolves got the like most awful models in all of the Forge World line. Yeah, I mean either they'll fix it or they won't. Don't affect me none. Yeah, we all just all, you know you just gotta keep on keeping on. Yeah, all my models are like like kit bashed as fuck anyway. Yeah. But you should just 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 get rid of them. <laughs> Stick with your night lords, man. Just night lords are actually cool. I mean, depends on who you ask. How, how like how could you not say they're not a cool fucking legion? Like they're just a oh, bunch. I'm not of... saying that they're cool as fuck. Yeah, you know, but like these guys party. I know. They didn't even fall to chaos. They're just down. Yeah, they're just. They, all they want to do is just fucking kill people and flay them. You know what I mean? Like, oh, that's one thing we didn't fucking talk about in our releases in our show notes. The fucking. Oh. The Death of Hope. Oh, we did not talk about. We got Death of Hope, and we also got part A five starting, of Stardust. Oh, so dope. Dude, that was so oh. dope. When he straight up crushed that fucking Inquisitor's fucking face, <laughs> I was like, fuck you, Ecclesiarch. <laughs> I was waiting for that. What I was not prepared for was the second guy who just popped a couple rounds into him. <laughs> hey, hey, just gotta make sure he's dead. <laughs> just, Boom. Just hit him with his, was it, rule five, double tap. Yeah, I know, it's like, that guy was probably, like, sitting there thinking, like, dude, your, 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 her head is literally in your hand right now. Like, I'm shooting at just a, a pile of trash on the ground. Like, I'm mostly upset. I didn't even get to do that. Oh, that was so awesome. Oh. And think, those guys are probably got nothing but time right now. Yeah, I know, right? I'm excited. I, I mean, 
hopefully, you know, their financial situation is all well and good. I know some people are not doing okay right now, but uh, I don't know. I think we got, I think we got some stuff to look forward to personally. Yeah, and then even even Death of Hope. Oh, oh, the, all the the HR Geiger shit gets me every time. I, I dig it. So it's a, so if you haven't seen Death of Hope yet, they put out a teaser about a year ago. I want to say. Yeah, where it's part of the uh, the word bears and world eaters crusade across the five hundred worlds. Uh, yeah, episode one has a much different tone. I gotta say. Well, specifically for the like the creator's story on this, it's uh, it's like a band of world eaters and word bearers who have broken away from that crusade and they're basically doing their own fucking thing. Okay. Yeah. They just decided to keep on going instead of uh, following the Primarchs? Yep. Mm. But yeah, so if you watch the trailer, uh, keep in mind, episode one, like I said, has a much, much darker tone. It's uh, oh yeah, set in the bowels of one of the Wordbearer ships, which is as freaky as expected, if not a little more. And uh, it's got a pretty pretty grisly shot of one of the space marine, one of the ultramarines who had, I guess lost in the pit because they had been using him for sparring practice, and they strung him up by his augmentics. And uh, it's pretty grisly, not gonna lie. But uh, yeah, it's very John Blanche. Yeah, it's it was pretty fucking nuts. Um. And then, but that, but that's what I was getting to is like, you you have like the word bear, you have the word bears, the world eaters, and obviously the ultramarines. But then you got that fucking oh, the night lord. It. Yeah, you got that fucking random night lord that's just like creeping in the like top, like, hiss. I'm gonna look down on you and hiss. I'm a bat. <laughs> <laughs> You got old Nosferatu up there. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> you shine yeah, a flashlight yeah. on him and he goes, yeah. <laughs> He sizzles a little bit. <laughs> but yeah, that, all the like, like the unstableness of the reality where you got like, like oh, yeah. shifting images and all that shit. Oh. Yeah, it was, it, that, that's what was cool though because like he did a good job like showing like what an actual Geller field does. Like, it's purpose. Oh, yeah. Keeps all that shit out. Fuck. Yeah. Definitely. <sighs> but, yeah. So, uh, maybe... <laughs> uh, maybe don't watch that one with the significant other if they're a little squeamish. Because it, it gets pretty pretty grisly. Pretty gruesome. Not gonna lie. But, uh, yeah. As far as uh, cool new stuff, I think we're pretty caught up now, right? Unless they snuck in some more uh, sneaky beaky releases on us. No, that's about it. This was like the first. Well, it's it's one hundred percent because they're not doing physical orders right now. But this was like the first week in a while where they didn't do a Friday release. Yeah. But I also know they're probably expecting to uh, show off. Because I know their Warhammer preview. I want to say they broke it up into two or three different uh, different events, right? What's up? Uh, I want to say on their uh, their announcement of what they were going to do with the Warhammer preview, it looked like they had a few different dates set up, at least two or three. Well, they have a they have a preview going on tomorrow at two, 
So it'll oh, really? Start, it'll start 8 a.m. our time. Yeah, should be so, around. So all this is going to be invalidated about the point we upload this? Maybe a few hours after? Yeah. Nice. Yep. I'm excited. So what yeah, do you, so what do you, what do you think? So we could say outlandish shit like, what do you guys think about the fucking Emperor of Mankind getting revealed? Whoa! <laughs> dude, Demon Fulgroom, and he's like 36 inches tall. That was rad, dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think it's time for us to get into the nuts and bolts of this episode of D-Rock. I don't know. You, you think they're going to just be like, hey, you can pre-order the book? Oh, shit. Yeah. Like, book nine. You want it? <laughs> I mean, so, some people were speculating they might have it for Adepticon. I think it'd be a little a little quick, because I know last year is when they put out the uh, book eight, right? Did they, did, uh, they did release book eight at Adepticon last year, right? Yeah. 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 Uh, I totally know a guy well, who is not uh, me, who was, like, in a hotel room with somebody's copy, like, taking pictures. Yeah, and I know when I was at Warhammer Fests in 2016, they released Magnus the Red. And Warhammer Fest was going to come up in May. So maybe mm-hmm. that's when they were planning on releasing the Lion. But they canceled that. Yeah, yeah. Ooh. I don't know. I feel like anything could happen. I, 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 I honestly think it could be the new book, but I wouldn't expect it, you know? Well, if it is the new book, I can't, like, I'll fucking blow my load. <laughs> I'll be like, I'll be like, like, oh my god, I've been waiting since before book six oh no. Archangels to have rules, and now I finally got them. And then, and then you heard book eight. And then book eight came around, and then you hear book nine. <laughs> and it's like, you son of a bitch. They're supposed to be dark angels, not blood angels. <laughs> Why is the first Legion got to be last? <laughs> it's, like, it's like that episode of The Simpsons. Oh, excuse me. <clears throat> <clears throat> oh, shit. The Alphabet Boys are coming, definitely. Where what? Homer's like, why, why can't I have one kid in three money instead of three kids in one money? <laughs> <coughs> well, yeah, man, we'll see. I'm excited. I'm excited to wake up in the morning, like Christmas morning, and see what we got. Sorry, Tim from iPores messaged me. Oh, oh, okay. No, just that, that's cool, Tim. Just message us while we're recording. No big deal. All right, so you say we're moving on to the meat and potatoes, what we had kind of teased y'all with a little bit last time. Oh yeah. <clears throat> so uh, we, we well, like I said in the beginning, uh, Heresy Two Point talk. It's a big Bottom topic. Line. It's a, a big damn talk, topic. Yeah. Bottom line, uh, we don't believe that there should be a 2.0. Uh, some like cleaning up of some of the rules uh, and more clarification. But me and Derek do believe 
uh, just like Ma- like Maka of the Outer Circle, the psychic phase needs a, fl- a fucking complete overhaul. Like you just need yeah. to like, figure that shit out. <clears throat> yeah, we'll, we'll we'll get there. Which I mean, that specific one is really hard because I don't have a whole lot of suggestions. Like I don't, I'm not too intimate with it. Like most of my experience with the psychic phase is my eyes just kind of glazing over and watching Thousand Suns just roll a bunch of dice. But so uh, as a Thousand Suns player and heavily involved in the psychic phase, <sighs> I can tell you that there's there's no way around the psychic phase impeding the flow of the game. But I believe there is things you can do to make sure that the flow is not impeded as bad. So currently, oh, yeah. like, like right now, like for a Thousand Suns player, like the psychic phase and before the game begins takes up like 85% of the total game time played. Because, I mean, Thousand Suns players, like, like you're either... You're either just moving to get within psychic range to do something, or you're in close combat and you're doing blessings and you're you're getting in combat. Not necessarily really, like, you don't have a lot of units that are really outputting a lot of, sh- like, that are decked out to shoot, unless you're playing that. Like, you actually have shooty models. Um, but, like... You, the, I think you could clean it up on the front end and do something as easy as, like, like you should just be able to pick what spells. I, I think you should just be able to pick what spells you can cast. One. Like, so, a mastery level three. You pay for the mastery level. You get to pick whatever spells you want to want to cast. But it has to come from one discipline. So, just you can't, like, do the thing, like... Spell from here, spell from here, spell from here. Um, I think that if you want to incorporate that, you make it like an extra 15 points or something like that. Because it's like the fluff around it would be like that this psyker like, is a master of psychers and he spent a lot of time studying psychic ability in the librarius and what have you. Yeah, like it's harder to uh, have a wider variety of tools versus taking the same like tools he's got and applying them a different way. Yeah, because like in the in the lore and the fluff and, and like all of the the novels that the Harris the Horace Heresy novels when we talk about psychers, like the way it normally goes is like a good example is if you read uh, Descent of Angels and Fallen Angels when we talk about Zahario and how he becomes like part of the Librarius is he's got like Terrasite, which means like he can like whenever he gets into his psychic way. He like basically has X-ray vision, and he is able to move within the warp to take his physical hand. And this is how he honestly kills a, a, a Calibanite lion. Is like he sees the lion in X-ray form and sees the heart, and he just goes in and grabs a heart and he crushes it. So like he has like this thing called Terrasite, um, and then like is Raphael who is the librarian that discovers Zahario and brings him into the Legion and makes him Astartes and everything like that. He talks about how like, oh wow, like very little psychers have Terrasite, but like each psyker has like a certain discipline or a certain 
like power that they are born with or they or they have like natural affinity to so that's why i'm thinking like if you're a psyker you should just pay for the mastery level and then just pick whatever powers you got that way you don't have to worry about doing this random dice rolling bullshit in the beginning of the game yeah i know one thing uh will had brought up iron hand will was uh maybe have different powers cost different points uh, nah, I don't think so. I think, I think the powers are fine. You don't need to pay specifically per power. You just like increase the points of a mastery level. That's all you need to do. Like make it free gambit. Like, cause like there's a lot of there's there's a lot of spells that they can honestly get rid of that are fucking worthless. Like they're just like a. A lot of like the fear ones, a lot of the ones that cause like leadership and, and penalties, like terrify, just like off the top of my head, like stuff like that. Ha- uh, hallucinate, like those those ones are, are normally worthless. Like very rarely do you find like yourself in a situation where you can use something like that. So I honestly think like bump up the mastery level points, pay for the mastery level. Pick whatever spells you want, but you gotta you gotta stay to one discipline. So even if you are like a mastery level four, you gotta stick within one discipline unless you want to double the points and then have like have free gambit to the whole thing. But then at that point, you're you're just serious. You're seriously outweighing the cost of like this one librarian. You know what I mean? So that would definitely take into account, and I think it would balance it out when it actually comes to casting spells. I think just to make it go by really quick is one. I know people are going to say this; they don't agree with me, but I, I don't think deny the witch should be a thing. I don't think really. You should, I, I, yeah, I don't. I, I don't think you should just be able to um, be able to just roll the amount of dice or whatever and be able to deny a power if you don't have a librarian or a psyker. Like if you like in the novels. Librarians and psychers in general are zapping the shit out of people and things. And there's nothing that are saving the other people. Like, if you don't have a psyker, you're shit out of luck. Like, that was the whole purpose of, like, the librarians and, like, them to, like... Like, that's what made, like, the Thousand Suns so fucking dirt-ass nasty. Is, like, you would have a dude from the Corvidae, a dude from Athenae, and, like, they would all be in one squad. And they would all be, like, using their psychic powers to, like, make, like, their squad, like, super... It's fucking nuts. Um, yeah, so I don't believe in having Deny the Witch. Um, I think with the Psy Arcana in Book 8, you can get rid of Deny the Witch. Just give, like, have the ability for any Legion or any army to be able to pick from this war gear, these console types, that power against demons and psychers. And I, I think that works out pretty, pretty fucking well. Like, like you can get rid of deny the witch, and and you'll be absolutely fine. I think. Like, think about it this way: like, there's there's nothing there's nothing you can do when you play against a mechanical player when they have cyberthergy. And that's what I think about like for this when it comes to the psychic phase. Like, if you were to get rid of deny the witch, you you're not really gonna have. It doesn't play to the war. It doesn't make hmm. sense and i and i think honestly like i also believe in getting rid of like 
you this is how many warp charge you get this is like get rid of all that so what you do is you pay for the mastery level you get free free like points to, well you don't even get like you just get freedom to pick whatever spell you want you double the points if you want to go into a different discipline and reach and like use a spell from there um but i would say it's like it can't be more than half of your original discipline so like let's say you're a mastery level four you can't pick more than two that are outside that discipline um just to make sense and then go back to old sixth edition where it's a leadership check like you roll you roll your leadership and if you pass your leadership it goes off and then you move on yeah i the most i I've ever done with the psychic stuff was pre sixth edition, and because I I started in like fourth and fifth, and so it was there wasn't even a psychic phase. It's like so you had the psychic power. Yep. Say it was like a witch fire where you got to shoot it like a gun. You would do that in the shooting phase. Yep. Say it was you know force for a force weapon. You do that <clears throat> in the assault phase when you're going to use it. Yeah, but but that's it. That's it. see that's the other thing that like like force. That shit, that, that, like, automatically on. Like, no, no if ands, buts about it. Like, you don't need to cast it. Like, if a, li- like, a librarian's gonna have a force weapon, like, it's always gonna be a force weapon. It's never gonna be nothing other than a force weapon. So why do you have to pay to turn it on? Like, that's dumb. That should just be, like, a passive, passive... Well- it kind of seems like the only reason why you're you're doing warp charge and stuff on it is for the opportunity for another psyker to come and like negate it, and that kind of interaction. I'm just really I'm not seeing in heresy like the way it is. I don't see a whole lot of people bringing psychers to the table unless you can bring them in mass. Like yeah, like I'm seeing like word bears. You see a bunch of word bear psychers in around. You see thousand suns bringing a handful, but like if I bring you know. It, 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 like with my space wolves, if I bring a rune priest, like he gets two plus d6 warp charges to try to cast a thing, unless I'm playing against word bears or thousand suns, and then they just throw all their dice to negating the one thing he can try to cast a turn. Yep, and that's why that's why I believe you get rid of all that warp charge bullshit and you just go sh- with straight leadership checks. So instead so, of having a warp charge pool, you have like for mastery level three, you got your three spells. Psychic phase comes up. You cast your like you you can cast your three spells. You only got you only you only got three. You can cast three, and that's it. And then you do a leadership check for each every single one. Now, if you happen to have like uh, if your opponent happens to have a psyker, then that's when you would get deny the witch. So what would you do instead of uh, the warp charge system for deny the witch? I think it should be like a. A leadership check, but it would only it would only affect if it targets the it if it targets if that if that makes sense. Like if the target would be within six inches of the psyker or anybody with a psychic hood or something like that. Yep. So like like psychers would have a thing, and then librarians specifically would have a psychic hood that makes them better at it. Yeah, basically. Because one thing I, I I'm not a big fan of the thousand sons praetors getting mastery ranks i think instead they should upgrade a librarian to have master the legion 
Nah, well, no, because like that doesn't fit the lore. Because like Thousand Sons, they didn't have librarians. Everybody was basically a librarian. Like like knowledge was power to them. So like everybody was a was basically the the librarian because they were all naturally psychers. I mean, it would it would still be the like, same effect if you would have you know one big dude with Master of the Legion with psychic powers, but. But in the Thousand Suns, instead of having a Paragon Blade, he'd have a Force Puppet. But in the Thousand Suns, like you, like a li- a librarian, wouldn't be a leader. Like a Praetor is a leader; it's a rank. And a Praetor would be a Psyker in Thousand Suns, so it makes more sense that he has a Praetor has access to uh, psychic mastery levels, and a librarian doesn't have Master of Legion, the Legion. Because, like I said, that sounds. Well, well, they... you got Aramon, who's a who is a, the chief librarian, though I thought. Yes, but at the same time, he was like the chief librarian, like head of all the knowledge. That's what I'm saying. Like all the Thousand Sons were basically they were all librarians. Like when you got into the officer ranks, they were because like the whole point of the Thousand Sons is like you constantly read any and all knowledge. Whether it's warp or not, which is basically the librarius. So that's why it makes more sense to me that you give mastery levels to officers than just having a access to a librarian to have master of the legion. Because in the Thousand Suns, it's it's, it's it, because everybody's a librarian. Like I keep saying, is like a chaplain. You know what I mean? Like. The dude's gonna have a psychic power, but he's a chaplain because it's a rank. It's with it still falls in line with the space, the the Astarte structure. You know what I mean? Okay. I mean, like I said, I don't know enough about the psychic phase to really suggest like too many fixes and understand. Like as far as understanding like what's causing issues that can be addressed is you know it's slowing the game down as far as generating stuff and rolling for how many warp charges and then rolling a bunch of dice and your opponent decides whether or not they want to roll dice it makes more sense in the context of 40k whereas in heresy you only really see primarily two factions that really go go ham in the psychic phase yeah and see like like it's really vestigial what they like what they try to do in, in 40k is like horseshit like complete horseshit like it's that like the psychic phase in 40k is super unbalanced 100 super unbalanced like like since 40k is all about power gaming like if you have a a demon heavy army that's that's able to just like smite people off the table and cause mortal wounds there's nothing you can do about it in 40k. Like, if you take a mortal wound, that's it. There's nothing. You, you take a mortal wound, you take a mortal wound. There's no invulnerable save, there's no nothing. So, the psychic phase, I, like, you got the psychic phase in Heresy, which is horseshit, and then you got, like, the psychic phase in 40k, which is even bigger horseshit. Like, people definitely power game to use that to their advantage, and it's dumb. But then again, there's a lot of shit wrong with just, like, the 40k community in general that, like, we could go down a fucking rabbit hole about. 
Oh, like, yeah. um, that that's in itself, like 40k, their thought of playing, how they want to play, their whole war. We're just gonna put that in the big fucked up that, box. Yeah, that's, that's a separate box. And put a put a, like a little lock on it. You know what I mean? And then just throw that bitch in the ocean. <laughs> but yeah, but that'll like there you go, Derek. I'm done on the psychic phase. Now we can get into the bread and butter of you talking about fortifications. Yeah, so I'm excited about this to be honest. Oh yeah, I, I was I was kind of pouring over the rule book trying to identify kind of what I think could be better, and you know if, if I was going to go and look into revamping stuff where I'd focus and the fortification section of the core rules or the the terrain section in general, it kind of seems like it's half there. You know what I mean? Like it kind of feels like this is where the expansion book for terrain goes, because like they, they do have a lot of things defined as far as the different types of terrain, all the different battlefield debris, all the upgrades buildings can take, taking stuff as part of your force, all this, that, and the other. But a lot of stuff is just kind of you know there, like like when you get to the actual data sheets themselves, like. You have the Igus defense line. You have a defense line, and you have a defense emplacement. And they consist of varying lengths of defense emplacement sections and defense line end sections and defense line sections. And they're all battlefield terrain type, battlefield debris, defense lines. And it's really not clearly laid out, like, the difference between these as far as how many points they are, what special rules you get, and all that. Like, I, I was just trying to figure out, like, I was looking at the defense emplacement, like, the little fluff they got in the red bar on the side, and that's where it kind of comes in and says, you know, the difference between a defense line and defense emplacement is the emplacements are meant more for uh, infantry infantry teams of heavy weapons. So I'm picturing, like, a, a solar auxilla heavy weapons team. Okay. So, you know, that kind of gives me the image of, okay, well, you can fit the, you know, 80 mil base with the two guys on it in the middle of it and kind of give them a cover save versus an Aegis defense line, which is the same as a defense line, except it can take guns. And it's just, I don't really understand why these are all separate entries, to be honest. Like when it talks about a bastion, it says it's a medium building armor value 14. And you know, like if I'm scratch building this, like, like how big, like should it be, you know? Like, it, they don't have pictures of, like, the relevant kits. Because I'm sure each of these, like, corresponds to a different Citadel kit that I'm just not aware of what goes where. Because I've been kind of out of the loop on 40k when a lot of those kits came out. Like, the Wall of Martyrs line and all that stuff. So, I, I would kind of like to see more... If you're going to have rules for taking fortifications as part of your force, it... Like I said, it kind of seems like it's half there to me. Huh. Like I know, I know the seventh edition had the stronghold book. Yeah, the stronghold assault book. And I know that had some uh, some entries in it that we had that were clearly omitted for a reason. But it, I don't know. It, it really seems like. They, they could have gone more like, here's about what a small building would, would be like. Here's about what a medium building would be like. Here's about the size of a large building. 
And I mean, I, I like that they specify that anything over 500 points is going to be a Lord of War choice. But everything they've got is already built in. Like, it, it seems like it's prepared for a, a system of creating your own. But it's it's not there. You know what I mean? Like, it kind of seems like they, they future-proofed it where they could come back in with the stronghold assault of heresy. You know, it's funny because, like, I always, I, like, for, for both Dark Angels' rights of war that they have right now, it's like, one of the limitations is, like, you don't take, you can't take a fortification. And to be half, honest... Half the rights of war pretty much say you can't take fortification. Yeah, and, and to be honest, like, who on... Like, I don't remember ever playing a heresy game where somebody took a fortification. Right? Like, I get that heresy has a more narrative base, and so you you kind of... It, it's kind of the expectation that the terrain will be provided on the table. You don't need to pay the points for your own. But if you're going to have this system where you can do that, like, I, I think it'd be pretty cool to have a, an iron, uh, uh, Imperial fist force that has like bunkers that they just set up real quick before the battle. Or it's like incorporated into the table where it's like, yeah, there's a bunch of these shit buildings, but the one that they actually fortified that's not shit is this one. Surprise. And so, you know, it kind of brings some, like, surprise narrative aspect to it. Because you do have rights of war that are more geared towards, like, being offensive more than you see, like, the facilitation to be defensive. Yeah. Like, there's a... Right now, like, we're talking all this shit about fortifications and, like... There's Iron Hands players and fuck no uh, fucking Iron Warrior players and fucking Imperial Fist players are like this is horseshit. I use fortifications in all of my fucking games because I know that I Iron Warriors and specifically Imperial Fist they get like they get benefits to fortifications. Yeah, yeah, they they can straight up affect their own fortifications. And so to the guys who are screaming at us about no, we use fortifications and you guys are stupid. We're trying to. We're trying to get you a better system to, to use with your fortifications, man. We're trying to help you. Yeah, you fucking dicks. <laughs> like, can you imagine if they just dropped a, a supplement book that was just guidelines on how to, like, create your own stuff? I think it would be pretty fucking cool, to be honest. Well, the, you know, to be, to be completely honest, too, is, like... There are, like, I'm looking through the, the rulebook right now. There is a section about fortification networks. Yeah. And it says, when you deploy fortifications on the battlefield, fortification chosen as part of fortification network can be placed in contact with each other. Furthermore, if one of the fortifications in the network has an instruction saying that each section must be placed in contact with at least one other section, that section satisfies the instruction if it is placed in contact with the A section of military fortification network. What I always wanted to know is, how do you, how do you deploy a fortification such as a Primaris Redoubt that's pushed out by Forge World that's 
on a 12 by 24 tile or something crazy like that? Good question. But if your deployment zone is only 12 inches. That's a great question. Uh, next question. <laughs> <laughs> but that's like, like, see, that's like the thing I've always wondered is like, if you take a fortification that's big, so big that it like you can't fit it in your deployment zone, what are the rules there? Uh, that's a very good question. Uh, let me just flip through to the deployment. And, uh, yeah, all your models have to be in your deployment zone or in reserve. Exactly. You can deploy them into the fortifications. But they have to be in your deployment zone. See, that's what I'm saying. Like, maybe we're missing something, but I'm looking at all the rules right now, and I don't think I'm missing anything. I mean, I, I could be. I've missed more, but if there's an exception, I'm not seeing it. If if it's in the FAQ, I'm not seeing it. Like, I think it would be perfectly fair to give all fortifications scout. So you put them there, and then before the game, you can move them six inches. So you, that, that gives you, like, a little bubble outside your deployment zone. But it's typically after a bunch of dumb bullshit happens, so you can't, like, you know, lock down demon gates, you know, restrict where your opponent can put them. Oh, man, demon gates. Those are fucked. You know, like, like something, like, I guess what I kind of figured out is that the psychic phase and the fortification systems in Heresy are kind of like, they're like the appendix. They're like, it's this organ that's been around. It, it You can kind of tell it was, used, it was used for a whole bunch back in the day. Now it's just kind of there. We kind of figure out it does a little bit, but it's not. You know, it's 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 the signs of an older time. Yeah, because like I said, like I don't remember. I never played a heresy game where somebody used a fortification. Yeah. Other than when I absolutely destroyed the wall at first, <laughs> the first heresy camp. You just ripped that shit up. Yeah, you guys were mad because I actually, like, it was funny because you know how we're <laughs> having this Michael, conversation about fortifications because nobody ever looks at the rules. I remember specifically, like the reason why I went in there with Melt-A-Bombs is because I read the rules on Mighty Bulwark and like how like combat, close combat works in fucking against fortifications. And I was like, I'm going to go in and I'm going to wreck this fucking wall. It's like, so it's a vehicle, right? Well, buildings don't move. You automatically hit it. It's fucking awesome. It's like the game, before the game starts, like, we're using multi-bombing, right? All right, cool. <laughs> it was fucking dope. Yeah, he, he started, so Michael, like, went to go take a break because he'd been running the wall for a while. So he handed it over to me. He's like, yeah, just roll dice or whatever. And then Vince rolls up, he's like, sup, you fucks? And his guys just get, just start, just, nice place, and they start tearing it up. It was it's so just, funny, Michael oh. was just, like, pushing his little Imperial fist through the open gate to just come out and get in close combat with me. <laughs> <laughs> and then I remember I was like, guess what, motherfucker? It's time for me to drop this breacher charge. 
Boom. Oh, I scattered it onto myself. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so it's like so. These are all melted, and you just start throwing out like that's a pen, that's a pen, that's a pen, that's a pen, that's a pen. I'm like, I'm gonna go get Michael real quick. Fifty-two whole points later, took down a whole <laughs> fucking side of the wall. Oh, <laughs> uh, good times, man. Yeah, I know. It's like that's like a fucking Napoleon Dynamite. Like throw a football clear over those mountains over there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can take that building now. Give me like twelve guys to melt the bombs. I'm done. Maybe Land Raider. It was a Spartan. You get more melt bombs that way. Fucking I re- right up the middle. <laughs> Just that <laughs> did it. That's how America does it. <laughs> the old power eye formation in football. You fucking nerds wouldn't know what that's all about. Oh, is that like in uh, Blood Bowl when you do the... <laughs> <I'm just kidding>. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get me fucking started on Blood Bowl, Derek. <laughs> Yo, 23 skidoo. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I just think there's so much interesting stuff they can do with the fortification section of the book, you know? Like, most of the most of what I see them doing, or most of what I see done, is that's all handled on the narrative aspect. Like if you're doing attackers and defenders, that's all handled with the mission, and typically you'll see missions tied with tables if you go to a narrative event, and so the table will already be set up to reflect that. So I don't really need to bring fortifications because if I need them, they'll be they'll be there. And you know what? Like, and I know that's a lot for the organizers. But, about, just but. by us like looking into this like alone and how we all we both agree that like we one <sighs> one we've never seen like a lot like like i said i've never seen a fortification played in a heresy game other than the wall like i'm i i want to see better rules for me to include fortifications yeah and i mean don't like, get me wrong Call it would for this be to so be like, dope. Out. It would be so dope to just have like a trench network that I could just, you know, use or something. I don't know. Well, I don't know which defense line, I guess defense line or defense emplacement of a bunch of trenches would be, but I'm sure one of them covers it. Yeah. I just don't know. Uh, it's the it it's the defense line. So like the. The, re- the difference between the Aegis defense line and the defense line is that you have the defense lines that can connect emplacements as well as they can connect bunkers. The Not Aegis- from a rule standpoint, you don't. What's up? Not from a rule standpoint, you don't. They don't say how big that shit is. They don't say, you know, they don't say what can connect to what. What? Just- Wait, I'm t- go to, what page is it? Page 109. Where you got your Igus defense line. You got your defense line on the page after. And you got your defense emplacement on the page after that. And I'm telling you, as far as what the rules define, and I know I'm being needlessly pedantic here, but if we're talking about the rule book, the rule book could, you know, be a little clear as somebody who doesn't own these kits. Some of these kits are no longer in production. Like, I don't. Like, it. it, it it could be doing more to stand apart from no, no, no. see like like if you look so if you look at defense emplacement right yeah the composition 
up to three defensive placement sections, and up to two defense lines and sections. Okay. It doesn't ever define what those are. What do you mean? The defense line is literally on the page before it. Up to two defense line sections and up to four defense line end sections. Each section of defense line must be placed in contact with at least one or the other. Okay, so the difference between those would be... Okay, so which ones would get the improved arc of fire? The defense... Okay, so you'd only get the improved arc of fire rule if you're in the spe what is specified as the defense emplacement section. Any model within a defense emplacement section, correct. So, so the the emplacements are attached by use by defense lines. Okay, it's so when I'm reading through this, as evidenced by me being confused right now, <laughs> the the that's a failure of the rule book. All right, I'm not stupid. The, the book is stupid. It's a stupid book. <laughs> <laughs> Books are stupid. <laughs> but so so you understand that because you've seen the Wall of Martyrs kit though, right? Like you've seen the Correct. the emplacements Correct. with the the defense line sections, right? Correct. Yeah. So the it, if they had a picture of that instead of this admittedly dope looking contemptor blasting off them them last cannons, like they 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 could be doing more to meet me halfway. As far as this, and imagine if it said a defense emplacement is typically about this big by this big, and then in parentheses, like big enough to fit X. You know? Yeah. Like, I, I appreciate them going for more general terms, but it's very clear it's still talking about specific kits. Correct. Like, the bunker. I know that the bunker is talking about the Imperial Bastion kit. Like, I know that. No, no, no. The, the bunker is actually in reference to... Um, it was an old-ass Forge World kit that had a bunker to it. It was part It was part of... Uh, Wall of Martyrs? Fact, if, no, no. So, uh, there's the Wall of Martyrs that was pushed out by... Uh, uh, fucking... Uh, Games Workshop. But there yeah. is a line... Of old ass terrain that was pushed out by Forge World that was bunkers, defense emplacements, and defensive lines. Okay. Yeah, because I remember I was gonna buy a couple of the shit from uh, for my Death Corps of Krieg. In fact, I think okay. some... the, the Imperial Bastion is the bastion that's yeah, composed the Imperial of bastion. one Imperial Bastion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, let me see if Forge World still has this shit. Like, like I said, it's not referring to specific kits, but it's clearly referring to a specific kit. Um, you know what I'm saying? Like they're yeah. both they're both medium armor value fourteen buildings with battle battlements. So, are those the same size? I don't know. They hold the same amount of guys. They have very similar gun loadouts on them that you can take optionally. For some reason, when you click on fortification on Forge World, the only model is an Ultramarine's Legion Contemporary Dreadnought. <laughs> oh. Oh, really? <laughs> oh. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like I said, the fort it, it, this section of the book didn't age well. Like, it outlived the context it was made from. If yeah. that makes any sense. Yeah. 
Yeah, see, on Forge World, it's temporarily out of stock, but... Um, <laughs> I wonder how long temporary is. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, you can get the Imperial Emplacement, so that's a that's a good, you know, uh, designation. But, like, the Wall of Martyrs kit, like you said, is, like, the main driving force behind yeah. this. Yeah, and, and I know I, if I sat down, I could figure this shit out, but I'm fighting the rulebook to do it if the rulebook is what I'm, like, basing all this knowledge on. And I haven't been up to date on the Citadel terrain kits for the past 10 years. Yeah. But definitely, like, the the, the Redoubt is on there, so you can check that out. That uh, uh, That's also out of uh, out of production. Yeah, well, it's temporary out of stock. Um, the oh, strong- somebody was saying that they just stopped making those. The Strong Points are part of... That's uh, the one. That's the one, yeah. The, the Strong Points was the one that was out of production i thought yeah they're 40 they're they're games workshop though they're not forge world so it's a plastic kit um shrine of aquila that's a plastic kit manufacturing that's a plastic kit fire points as model okay so just measure that with your heart if you're scratch building let's see what else uh vengeance weapon battle i don't think i've ever seen that before it looks like it's just a heavy gun emplacement. I don't know if that's like the plasma obliterator one that they used to have. Maybe. Who knows? But Bastion, that's definitely a uh, Games Workshop one that you can buy. They still sell that shit. And Aegis yeah. Defense Lines, they still sell that shit too. And then you have the ones that don't even have points. The Shrine of the Aquila Ach- and the Cities of Death kits. The... Like That's in, a, in Apocalypse games, we used to we used to play with fortifications, um, it, but this was like seventh edition forty k, and like the most nastiest thing you could fucking do is you would you would run to the first open available bastion that had a quad last cannon on or the Icarus last cannon on it and just sit in that bitch. Well, no, you would throw it. You would throw up a Vindicare assassin up there. And you oh. get to use his fucking ballistic skill. It <laughs> 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 would just destroy everybody around you. <laughs> this one Vindicarus has is shooting his quad last cannon, just destroying people. This <laughs> one dude sitting there having a good time. But yeah, well, well shit. I mean, that covers our. 2.0 talk, right? What else do we got? Well, I mean, th- those are the two specific examples that were just jumping out at me as far as okay. you know, specific changes I'd like to see. As far as uh, uh, other changes, like, if they did a second edition, the biggest question they'd have to ask themselves is, is this going to be backwards compatible, or is this going to be forwards compatible? And what I mean is, is this going to be a new rulebook where all of the old unit entries will still apply? Or are we going to have to overhaul every damn thing? True. And while I admit you can get a lot more done by overhauling everything, I don't think that's necessarily the best thing to do with this system. Because aside from a few specific examples, I can't think of a lot that like needs to change. You know? Can you? I don't know. Like maybe certain like unit entries need to be tweaked a little bit, but that's that's more than doable with the FAQ. 
Yeah, that's more doable with an FAQ. But like I said, I think there's like just like a couple of rules that they need to they need to just back. Um, like off the top of my head, probably somebody's gonna like shit their brains <laughs> when I say it. But like, I think Crusader or Crusade, whatever that rule is, it needs to get relooked at. Uh, yeah, Crusader. A unit that contains at least one model with the special rule rolls an extra dice when making run moves. That's cool. And use the highest result roll. In addition, a unit contains at least one mole model with the special rule add D3 to its two advanced rolls. So, I don't know. I think it needs to be looked at. Like, there's just some weird rules in here that just, like, all the Emperor's children, like, players are freaking the fuck out. They're like, Don't you fucking touch Crusader! Don't you fucking touch it, because like their one right of war is like big on sweeping advance, and they all get Crusader or some crazy. I mean, thing. I like I like Crusader. I mean, you don't it. it I mean, it, it's kind of in the same vein as Fleet, just a little better. Hmm. Except Fleet will affect charge, whereas this only is uh, run. Yeah. Um, let's see. Like, uh, honestly, I think they need to, like, totally do something with fear. Because fear checks are just absolutely fucking useless. Yeah, that, that's that, that's another one of those holdovers. Like, it only really affects you if you're playing uh, Solar Ox or Militia. And even then, you can take a guy that just makes everybody fearless. Yeah, which makes no sense to me. It's like how the so this regular dude because he's got this other like really cool regular dude. He doesn't have to worry about the morale checks at all. But I've got a space marine. You know he he probably won't fuck that up, but there's a chance. And if you're <laughs> if you're stack if you're playing against night lords or somebody who's just stacking a bunch of minus one to your morale checks against fear. It's like, well, your average dude with a guy who makes him fearless, who's another, like, regular dude, still doesn't have to worry about any of that shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. I also think they need to rework Grav. I think Grav needs a, needs a helping hand. Like, the, the, strength tap, the, the, strength tap, the, the strength test is cool and everything, but... I think they just need to make it cooler. Like, yeah. When have you? When have you ever seen a full tactical support squad of Astartes with gravity guns? guns? Mm. Never in your fucking life. You know what I mean? What, like, what Fluffwise should be a terrifying force. Yes. It's just so. Roll a d6. Don't get a five or six. So it's basically just strength six. Strength. Or it's basically strength three. No big deal. <laughs> they do better with bolters. Like, I could see where they were going with, with, like, the difficult and dangerous terrain. But I think grab weapons should be something as, like... They, honestly, they could leave grab the, uh, the, strength, the strength test as it is. But if you all of a sudden just add, like, a quick snippet of, like, any model that's hit by one or more of these weapons reduces their initiative... To one, that would be fucking dope. 
because this is symbolized how like the grab weaponry like stops your movement and makes you slower. So like you could just like charge into them and they're at initiative step one. And you just like clean yeah. house with them. I mean, so it seems like a lot of these rules are built around the variety of 40k, where you have a bunch of models with a bunch of different strength scores. To yeah. where, you know, gravity would be a good choice if you're going against, you know, something with low strength. But uh, there's a lot of things that do kind of suffer from it being 90% Marines versus Marines. Yeah, and you know, but the cool like, thing Like, about fear is... and Graviton definitely suffer from everything being, you know... Leadership 9 or 10 and Strength 3 or Strength 4. But I would say I at the same time I think it's cool that it, it's like heresy is this way. Because oh, yeah, yeah I, I, I appreciate it like being you the Space Marine like, Civil War. Yeah, because you gotta think like the Emperor made the Stardays to fight any and all people in the Xenos or whatever in the galaxy. And now all of a sudden they're forced to fight themselves. And so they're outfitted with armor that's supposed to stop like 99% of their own weapons just in case like anybody got a hold of their weapons was able to shoot them, you know what I mean? Like so it's pretty cool that there is stuff but like I think like a little thing just by like anybody hit by graviton weapons is reduced to initiative step 1. That would be like a huge game changer, and you'd be able to see. Um, Even just minus one initiative, I, that'd still be worth it. Yeah, I. You know, another thing too is I think I honestly think you should have like like an eighth edition. Everybody should have split fire. Like you should be able to shoot at like whatever you want. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, maybe add a penalty to your ballistic skill and then yeah. change the split fire rule to give you, you just ignore the minus. Yeah. I think, well, another cool thing was like if, if, if everybody would be able to get split fire, I, I like thinking about like a tactical situation, like if you're in a split fire mode where like a squad breaks discipline to shoot at something else, if they do that, you shouldn't get a penalty, but at the same time, you should lose the ability to overwatch. Because that's like technically like you Oh shit, there's something coming us from behind us. So five of the five of the ten man tactical squad is gonna fire at these dudes, and the other five are gonna fire at these dudes. You know or if you mean? if you split fire, you don't get to charge or something yeah, crazy something, like that. Something like that, yeah. But you're focusing so much on your shooting that even if you're shooting assault or pistols, you don't get to charge. Yep. Which would be pretty dope. Yeah, uh, I mean, little things like that. I mean, I'm sure if we like sat here and picked everything apart, we could find stuff that's like, yeah, this rule doesn't mean shit because it's so rare and it only matters. It, it doesn't matter because you're doing Marines on Marines. Yeah, like, it, like for instance, pinning. Like, I, I can't remember any time pinning affected a, a, a Space Marine. Like, yeah, and, and I agree, that's kind of the way it should be, but at the same time, these are rules that only affect a very small percentage of the forces you see. Yeah. Like, it, it's interesting to see Mechanicum go ham and go wild with all this crazy shit, 
but it does kind of like take the focus away from it being the Horus Heresy. Hmm. But then again, I also want to see Dark Mechanicum have different but equally crazy shit because imagine if we got a book dedicated to the Martian Civil War. Like, imagine a camp, like, they just made a campaign and just wrote it with the standpoint that no Marines are taking part in this. Like, obviously, you'd still be able to use the scenarios for different forces, but if they just approached it with the mindset of instead of this being like, oh, this is based on, you know, when Russ and Magnus fight, this is, you know, instead this is focused on, you know, this and then this thing that affects cyberthurgy and it just focused entirely on mechanicum whoa holy shit hold on Derek. yeah what's up i have an assault cannon that rends what's the ap that gets resolved at you have an assault cannon that rends yep what ap does it get resolved at yep two if it false. rends false one no. So, uh, if you look at the rending special rule, it talks about, like, close combat and then shooting, uh, like, a toughness model. But then, in either case, against vehicles, each armor penetration roll of six allows a further D3 to be rolled, with the result added to the total. No change there. Everybody knows that. These hits are not resolved at AP2, but are instead resolved using the model slash weapons AP value. Holy shit. I never knew that. I always played it as AP2. Did you? Yeah, I mean, I don't have a whole lot that rends, but... Yeah, I probably fucked that up some point. Wow. The more you know. Yeah, you know. (laughs) Sometimes, Sometimes you just gotta open up the fucking book and read. Buddy. Sometimes you just gotta read the fucking rules. Yeah. But yeah, like you said, if we were to go down the list line and, and look and nitpick each of the rules, we we would obviously come to points of contention and say like this is what should be this. But you know what? I will say that it's really easy for us to nitpick. And to say this should be this and this should be that, and, and to yeah. be honest, like I, I I give a shout out to those Ford World World boys. You know why? Because it sucks when you put your like hard work and your determination to something, and then you release it, and then the very first thing that people say is like, "Oh, this book's you. This should be this <laughs> fucking like that." Absolutely crushes your soul. Yeah, and I mean, I, I, you know, I, w- I wish I could go back and preface all of this. I bought this book, all right? Yep. I paid money for this book, and I, I stalwartly said, hey, if you, if you like these rules, if you like that Heresy's got its own rule book, spend the money, you know, pump their sales of this book, because that's going to be kind of what influences whether or not they continue to support it, you know? Like, I wish, I wish people would stop getting held up by the rules as much as it did like it's too yeah. many people do not have common sense 
Like, just because there's not a specific rule written doesn't mean, like, it's the end of the world. Yeah. They, and I mean... In every single, in every single rule book Games Workshop's put out, it's, like, always been one, two, three, your way, four, five, six, my way. And then you just resolve it, and then you move on. It's just a game. It's a game that you literally are playing with resin or plastic fucking dudes on a yeah. six by four table, and you're honestly spending between, you know, two to five hours of your own personal time to play this game. So, like, just enjoy it. Just like if oh, yeah. this thing comes up, just one, two, three, your way, fucking four, five, six, my way, or whatever, and just fucking figure it out. Or yeah. use common sense. Like, you, like, I hate when people take a rule and they literally use it word by word. And oh, the, them raw rules lawyers? Yeah, and then when you use it, they're like, no, you're specifically missing this word because this word makes the whole sentence go this way. <laughs> And not that way, the way that you're explaining it. And it's like, yeah, all right, whatever, dude. I haven't, I haven't seen a lot of that so far. Everything I've seen from this particular community has been stellar. And most of what I see when there is like a rules questions, it's not so much, hey, we want to make sure, you know, I get the most benefit out of this. It's more like, hey, so how how is it supposed to work? So we know next time. Exactly. And, and usually it's like, okay, well, yeah, we'll just do it right here because this part of the battle, it actually doesn't affect anything. And, you know, fuck it, we'll get onto the fun part. And then later we'll look it up and figure out, you and, know. And, you know, that's a, that's, that's a brilliant point right there. Like, that's the easiest way to differentiate. Like, that's honestly the way to differentiate us between 40K. 40K, you know the rules so that you make sure that you power game, win, and you make sure you don't get bamboozled. Whereas with heresy, you that bamboozle know, insurance. You should know the rules to the point where you can play your army so that it doesn't impede the flow of the game. I yeah. think that's the best way when it comes to the rules and the heresy game. Like know know enough about the rules so that you can move, shoot, and charge and assault with your own army. Because to be honest, that's what I do. Oh yeah. Other than well, I mean, I do. Know, I like. I try to make myself a master of the rules in general, so I don't get bamboozled. Because I don't like being bamboozled. Um, Hell no. Like AJ Hell no. did. AJ fucking bamboozled <laughs> all of us. <laughs> he got him. But um, what but, with his uh, demons? But, but like the the normal way that I go about it is I like for my armies. I just look up the rules I'm going to need to know to play them. And then if I, like, this happens to me all the time when I fucking play Mechanicum armies. Like, I'll be honest. If I play a Mechanicum dude, <laughs> they can completely 100% bamboozle me and I won't give a shit because, like, I just don't care because I don't know their rules. Yeah, you have famously oh. prefaced any interaction with, uh, just do your Mechanicum shit, let me know, and I need to roll dice. Exactly. That's it. That's all I, <laughs> that's, that's all I need to do. It's just, like, do your fucking stupid cybernetica bullshit and just let me know and you like how many wounds and i'll roll my saves you know what i mean like ha have fun rolling your dice uh let me finish this drink real quick then let me know what i gotta roll yeah and by the way robots are fucking stupid <laughs> they're machines that will get rusted out on the fucking planet of mars but yeah, yeah. that's just like your opinion man yeah you know 
Life's a garden, man. You just got to dig it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like as far as that particular aside, I haven't seen any real issues so far, except for when we get conflicting rules from Games Workshop. Like multi-bombing coming out of left field them saying yeah no more multi-bombing and then it's like what the fuck or yeah or like uh like the grenade launcher and the the volkite charger they can both be shot multiple times when they're on a combi weapon that was more of an errata really it's just like yeah they they removed one shot from them yeah super dope like stasis grenades and fucking dark angels with combi with the grenade launcher yeah man have fun like, I fucking destroyed Ezra's fucking... <laughs> <laughs> we, oh, man, we played... At the first Heresy camp, we played in ZM. And I had, like, a 10-man squad of combi grenade launcher vets with stasis shells. And in ZM, the blast marker doesn't bounce off. Like, it just hits the wall and it stops. And so, <laughs> like, he had, like, he had, like, a 20-man <laughs> squad of fucking dudes. And I had 10 blast markers. And they were all just... Oh, man... It wrecked his whole fucking twenty man squad. It was fucking awesome. Oof. Oof. I mean that that's what happens when you uh roll into the mortalis, baby. Ooh, ZM like to be honest, I love playing ZM and Zenturian more than normal frontline games. Like I love just like all infantry, just dudes on dudes. Like get rid of all the bullshit of like contemptors and Leviathans and and tanks and shit like that. It's just like a pure infantry battle. Yeah, and, and I think that really captures a lot of the fluff of the heresy has just been like, you know, you're you're a marine and your power armor, and you you're out here struggling. You know, yeah, shit's that's going down. What are you to, gonna do? That's why I used to love to play my buddy uh, Mike Cromer because he used to be he, uh, he he played a word bearer's army, and what he would do is. The dude was fucking insane. Like the most vehicles he would have in his in his games would just be like either between one to three contemptors with like Kiri's assault patterns with the fist and multi and melta melta fists. Yeah. But everything else was fucking infantry. And the dude would like walk on twenty man tactical squads. And he would like it was so fun because like he would roll dark channeling on all these like fucking units, and man, those are probably some. That was probably the most fun I had playing Heresy. It was just like you had me with a whole bunch of dark angels just walking across him with his word bearers just like walking across, and he'd be like, "Have you heard the word?" Like he would just constantly say that. <laughs> and then y'all do some like uh, Braveheart battles. Yeah, basically. And that's what it came down to. Just a bunch of dudes with swords running at each other. Yep. And he would just run around with his fucking twenty man uh twenty man squads and just mm. fucking we would just get into it. It would be fucking hilarious. It was it was so funny when we would play like object objective games when he would roll when he'd fucking roll like he'd have like five twenty man squads and he'd roll his dark channeling <laughs> and every single one would be demon. And it's like, dude, you have no fucking scoring units. <laughs> oh, no. You'd be like, son of a bitch. <laughs> Imagine pulling that shit now with, like, having one dude with a Oh, man. He get fucked. 
Oops. Oops. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I've got a space wolves list I've been sitting on for a while now, where it's just like you got to break up the goddamn space wolves again, Derek. Didn't we six, cover this like an hour ago? Six twenty-man infantry units. Oof, that's a with big the, oof on the gram. With the uh, <laughs> with the right of war that lets three units outflank or scout. Oh my god. So, uh, and it also gives you plus one to reserve rolls. And if you charge somebody who's already in combat, you get a, an extra plus one attack. Ugh. Enjoy 60 Marines just hanging out up, all up in your shit. They can't charge, no, but what are you going to do? Charge them? They have yeah. counterattack. What are you going to do? Not charge them? You know, run away? They can shoot. run and charge. I'm shoot them off the fucking table that's there's, there's 60 of them you better hope you brought your spikula missiles i mean you know it's the same thing i told like a bunch of random people that came into my apartment building one time um this is when i first moved here this is a completely true story go to the bar by myself just moved here down in fort lauderdale i got to know some people at the bar and i was like they were like, hey, you like, what do we do now? And I was like, well, we can go back to my place. And fucking, I'll whip out the old Oculus Rift and we'll fucking play some Beat Saber. They were like, what's that? And I was like, it's this virtual reality game where you use music and you have two lightsabers and you play to the beat of the music. Like, okay, that sounds cool. So it was like three of them. And they ended up really, being really cool people. Um, but they were, I, I specifically remember I was drunk and I was in the elevator and I, they were all laughing, and we were all we were having a good time. And I looked at them, and I was like, "Hey, if this is one of those like scams where you get into my apartment and then like you call other people to come in to rob me, I'm just letting you know that I have a firearm, and at least two of you are going with me. <laughs> so you might want to think really hard out of the three of you, which two want to go talk to St. Pete." <laughs> And then they just like they got really serious and everything like that. And then I was like, ah, I was just fucking with you, but in reality, I wasn't. I had my gun on me, you know. What I mean? <laughs> oh, I forget what it's from, but it was like a, a group of people, like taking on this one guy. It's like you can't stop all of us. He's like, no, but well, one of you gets to die first. <laughs> That's what I basically told him. I was like, listen, at least two of you are coming with me. So you might want to think real hard. So if y'all want to go ahead and have that discussion, you know, I'm not going to stop you. Y'all y'all, y'all, work it out amongst yourselves. But other than that, I'm pretty cool. You want to play some Beat Saber? I'm down to play some Beat Saber. I'm always down. Yeah. All right. What else we got, Derek? Uh, as far as, like, Heresy 2.0, I'll... The only other thing I got is like incorporating ZM into the book and uh, wish listing here incorporating Centurion. But uh, you know how Games Workshop is with fan made content. Yep, they just take it and they rename it as Chondax Campaign. That's what they, <laughs> <laughs> that's what they do. But no, like even some of the when they put out a free PDF download of the Zomortalis rules, which is really cool thing for them to do and i'm totally not shitting on them for doing that really cool thing but uh it refers to rules that just don't exist 
Like uh, one of the one of the terrain stuff you can take in it is a shield generator. I don't know what the fuck shield generator is. There's stuff that used to exist that was referred to as shield generators, but I don't know what the fuck shield. It's, my rule book doesn't have. A, does your rule book have a shield generator in it? No, it does, it does not. not. It does does not at all. But yeah, just little stuff like that. But yeah, as far as like a, a theoretical second edition heresy, all I can really say is kind of design it from the ground up around the assumption that it's going to be strength four, toughness four dudes fighting a bunch of strength four, toughness four dudes. Huh. I mean, I'm not going to accuse them of giving a copy and paste version of the seventh edition rule book, but uh, definitely, definitely some. Some little hangers on, some little dingleberries from Seventh <laughs> Edition that I was hoping that they'd take this opportunity to address, but I understand the the need to put out a book that's not out of print for us to use. And I, honestly, I would rather them stick with this rule book than put out a new rule book that invalidates all the other unit entries. You know, like as cool as it would be to look forward to everything getting updated to a new edition, I don't want everything I've got to be invalidated yes especially with uh, apparently that was one of the things they said they would never do before they did it a couple times (laughs) but you know this is Games Workshop we're talking about true they're gonna do whatever it is they want to do man yeah, I'm just, I, I'm I'm just excited that we still got more heresy to look forward to, man. Yeah, that's it. You know, at the end of the, you know, uh, there, you just gotta adapt. Like in in the grand scheme of things, like if you look at it with a positive attitude, which is, I'm just happy heresy, to be here. Yeah, horse heresy is about. You have a nice fluff, a nice narrative, a nice lore that really attracts to you, and that's what you build your army around. You don't really use the rules to build your army. You don't use the the whatever rulebook tells you to, to create your army. Like You just go out and you buy the models that you think are cool, and then you paint them to whatever lore everything is. Like, and then the, the rules are an afterthought. So... I honestly think, looking forward, like no matter what changes to the rules occur, it it doesn't really matter towards our community because like we don't really care. We shouldn't really care. It's because I mean it's all about fully painted, nice narrative, lore-driven armies, and that's what the fan base is. And yeah, it's, it always has been. It's all about so, the game. Yeah. Well, I mean, honestly, it's the opposite of that. It's not about the game. It's it's about the hobby. It's all about the hobby. It's about the lore and the hobby. And yeah. it just so happens that they took the lore and the hobby and they gave you a rule set to play the game, to, to play a game out of it. Yeah. So, yeah, you, I mean, you, can, you can definitely feel the narrative focus. Like, you know, certainly in the book, but dripping from the community. And I think that's only fitting for a game that's based on a novel series. Yep. Like at the end of the day, that's, that's what the, this is a weird sci-fi historical, you know? Yep. 
That's that's honestly what it is. It's a weird sci-fi historical. And the the community is treating it as such, and I think that's what's cool about it. No, I just like, think that's special. We 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 absolutely should be strict when it comes to how models look and how, like, wh- how they should be painted and everything like that. Like, we should I mean, be strict when it comes to that. And in then in certain ways, the game. When it comes to the game, it should be more of a, eh. I really like your models though. I want to know what the fluff is behind it. Like. Why do you have that chaplain that's painted in that sort of way that's, like, leading your army? Like, what's the thought process behind that? Like, that's what I care about. Oh, yeah. But, you know, like, to each your own. Life's a garden. You just got to dig it. Yeah. Life's a garden. (laughs) You just got to dig it, brother. Let's see. But yeah, for as big as this topic was, man, I just I really didn't have a whole lot to say about it. Me either. Um, and what it boils down to is that it's something that everybody's always known, which is a completely rework of the psychic phase um, and figure the fuck out when it comes to fortifications because most of the right of wars don't allow you to take one. And, and and that's all handled usually by the event organizer or you and your buddies just figure out a cool narrative thing and then you don't worry about oh I got to pay points for these four no you just you just throw them on the table and use them yep like like there's enough there to figure out like okay it's about this size it probably counts as this you probably have about this many hull points this many you know this much armor yep. Like, if you think about it, like, a cool, like, and we're getting back to the fortifications, but, like, make them free. And if you take fortifications, though, you forego the first turn because it it symbolizes, like, your army building these fortifications. That's an idea. Or, like, have rights of war that just kind of give you fortifications or... Yeah. I mean, I don't even so much oppose them having points values because they straight up say any... I mean, theoretically, any fortifications that just come on the table, it recommends you have them be dilapidated, which means they start off kind of halfway destroyed already, give yep. or take. So it kind of makes it a little special to be like, okay, well, I I paid the points for this because, you know, I really, my army focuses on that and I want to make sure it's on the table without, like, making a big stink about it. Then, like, yeah, you know, you would have, you know, either a rapid deploy bunker like in Dawn of War or yeah. you would have, you know, special, like, fortification spray that you spray on. And it's like a, a thin layer of, like, ceramite or something. Like, the same kind of stuff they use to repair their armor, but, like, aerosolized. They just, like, hit a ruins with, so it's, like, way tougher than it looks. Yep. Like, I appreciate that it's there. I'm definitely not saying, you know, take it out nobody's using it. But if they were a little clearer on, like how to eyeball it, I think they'd have a really unique tool for, like, oh, it'd be really cool if we had, like, this fortification. Okay, cool. How do I how do I make that work using the rules? You know? Yeah. But I think that'd be easy to do with a separate book. Like, it wouldn't be necessary if you don't want to fuck with it. All the core rules for fortifications are here. You know, it's not going to have crazy shit that, you know, if you're not buying the book and you're not abusing it, you know, you're, you're missing out. But it'd be a cool little, you know, cool little tool, toolkit. Yeah, just something extra that you can do. Because, like, to be honest, like... 
I know if everybody's kind of more availability to fortifications. I wouldn't mind having fortifications and painting. Yeah, you'd at least consider it, right? Yeah. Like I know everybody's a little gun shy from uh, Death from the Skies, where it's just like this supplement book that comes out, and then you Ugh. know, oh, we're just kind of fucked. But you know, I, I I get why they don't put some of the stuff back in. Like I, I wouldn't expect them to just release a book that says, "Hey, you can totally take the Void Shield Generator and the Sky Shield Landing Pad again, but only if you buy this book." But I don't know. That's just like I said, those are the two things that stuck out to me as uh, kind of being remnants of an old system. Hmm. But yeah, so uh, let us know what you guys think. If there's anything you're like, oh, yeah, y'all totally missed this, which is totally like backwards and fucked. <laughs> <laughs> like, let, let us know, because I'm sure I missed plenty. Like I said, everything else, like everything else that I saw kind of seemed like a little like. It, it works fine. It could be better. Just like a little tweak. They could tweak it in FAQ if they had to. But, yeah, as far as other stuff, I think they've got the right focus. Like, the, the, there's not a whole lot they could do to speed up the game without overhauling a bunch of shit. Yeah. That doesn't honestly need to be overhauled. It's like, the only... if it's If it speeds up the game, that's cool, but... I've never felt like stuck in a game, you know? Yeah. Which, you know, that might all be because of the community. Who knows? Who knows? We'll never know. But yeah, that's all I got. That's pretty short and sweet. Well, comparatively, it's not another, you know, four hour podcast of us just catching up on uh, like three months of releases. Yeah, it's true. It was a good one. It, it was good. We could, it yeah, was, we. It was good talking with you, Derek. Oh, it was good talking to you, Vince. There we go. It was good. It was good talking to you, listener. Yep. Pre- appreciate you stopping by. I appreciate every single one of you that listen to our podcast and enjoy it. Um, and those of you that don't enjoy it, you got to tell us why <laughs> you don't enjoy it. Yeah, man. Hit us up on Facebook. Or uh, you can email, I still got my email set up at Derek at Warhammer30k.com. That's D-E-R-E-K. Spell it correctly. And uh, we'll, uh, we're definitely looking to incorporate some feedback. But uh, I will tell you this, is that your feedback, uh, I don't give a shit. And you go fuck yourself because I think I run the uh, I I think we run the best fucking podcast ever. So that's greatest of all time. Greatest of all time, greatest fucking podcast right here. Better than fucking Joe Rogan. He can go fuck himself. (laughs) It's a hack, honestly. Yeah, he's fucking hack. He don't know what he's fucking talking about. All he does (laughs) is smoke weed and lift weights and fucking. (laughs) He wishes he was a UFC fighter and he never was a fucking UFC fighter. So there you go. That's what I think about him. Did we forget how to end an episode? Is that what's going on right now? Uh, maybe? No. Uh, that... <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, thanks for stopping by. Like I said, let us know if we missed anything that you think is really important. And, 
you have yourselves a great weekend. You guys have a great weekend. Stay safe. Seriously, stay indoors. Do don't be don't be a dumbass. Don't be a dumbass. Don't Just... be the asshole that is the reason why we have to stay cooped up for another month. Correct. And Remember, uh, think about you having the mindset that you actually have it and you need to prevent it from spreading to other people. Not the mindset of, oh, I'll never get it because I'm so good. No. Think about the opposite way. Think about having it and to contain it. Um, but with that, you guys are awesome. Let us know how we're doing. And this is a good run, Derek. We did three weeks since the last episode. Talked talked a good bunch. So, I mean, there was a global pandemic. So, yeah, there was a. Global. I, I think we got a couple couple weeks of uh, excuses out of that. We did. We honestly did. And uh, yeah, so here's. I'm excited. So yeah, how'd you feel about that thing that they announced like today at the the Warhammer preview? Man, that was wild, huh? It was. Wickedy wild son. Like I have no words to explain <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm sure. I'm sure next time we'll we'll figure out how to talk about it. Yes. Yes, we will talk <laughs> about it that occurred pre past tense, not future tense. <laughs> All right. Thanks for chilling, guys. All right.